Good morning, my friends. Pull up a chair, grab some coffee. We've got quite the adventure planned for today as we will be talking about the ghost towns of Route 66. As the boys from the road crew say, come along for the ride. Say hello to a new friend on an old road. Take a two-lane trip of memories into mysteries unknown. Come along for the ride Jim Hinckley's America Jim Hinckley's America How do you like that theme song? If you would like a theme song or two for your Route 66 adventure, check out the music of the road crew at roadcrew66.com now, before we set out on this week's adventure, I'd like to give a shout out to Ginny Joy's Soap, our sponsor. Ginny Joy's Soap is a full line of natural skin care products, including organic pinion pine salves, soaps, and moisturizers. Here in the Southwest, pinion pine salves have been used for centuries to alleviate skin problems and itching from rashes. I can attest to how well they work after an encounter with an ant's nest last year. And now, Jenny Wassel is also offering a unique, reusable, all-natural beeswax food wrap. Check out the full line of Jenny Joy's products at JennyJoy'sSoap.com. This program and Jim Hinckley's America are also made possible through support of our crowdfunding initiative on the Patreon platform. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Jim Hinckley's America dot com. Now... Let's talk ghost towns. What picture comes to mind when you hear ghost town? The theme from an old Clint Eastwood movie? Tumbleweeds rolling down an empty, dusty street? Tumble-down buildings under a blazing desert sky? Technically, ghost towns have a population of zero. But there's a broader definition. As an example, consider Ludlow along Route 66 in the Mojave Desert of California. Yes, there is a motel where you check in at the gas station across the street. There's also a cafe and a combination gas station Dairy Queen. But Ludlow is a ghost of what it once was when it served as an important junction for the Santa Fe Railroad and the Tonopah and Tidewater Railroad. It isn't a shadow of what it was when it met the needs of travelers on the National Old Trails Road, Arrowhead Highway, or Route 66. This was once a town with hotels, stores, an ice cream parlor, Chinese restaurant, a lumberyard, garages, service stations, and a bustling railroad depot. The ghost towns of Route 66 are unique. Many are rooted in the 19th century, and a few in the 18th century. However, they were all put on the fast track to abandonment with the bypass of Route 66, so they are also modern communities. As an example, consider Glen Rio on the Texas-New Mexico state line. Dating to about 1905, this was a bustling little community in the 1920s. It was a farming town with a depot of the Chicago, Rock Island, and Gulf Railway. There was a hotel, a weekly newspaper, lumber yards, stores, garages, and service stations. Farming faded out during the Great Depression. The railroad shut down in 1955, but the flow of traffic on Route 66 kept the town alive and vibrant. In 1973, with the completion of I-40, traffic flowed north of town instead of through it, and within 12 months, a bar was the only operating business in town. Texola, on the east end of the Panhandle, on the Oklahoma-Texas state line, isn't officially a ghost town either. 
There are still a few residents, and Mazelle Zimmer still serves up good meals and excellent pie at the Tumbleweed Grill. The rest of the town is pure ghost town. The shell of the school built in the 1930s is overgrown with trees. So is the main business district, a block or so of empty storefronts and buildings that look as though one good prairie blizzard would render them to rubble. Now this old town dates to about 1901, but it faded as quickly as Glen Rio when Route 66 was bypassed. Some of my favorite Route 66 ghost towns are found along the pre-1937 alignment in New Mexico. In Tecolate, the old highway winds past an ancient plaza and west to the abutments that once supported a bridge over the creek. The old Santa Fe Trail once coursed by that plaza. So did the National Old Trails Road. In August 1846, General Kearney stood in that plaza and announced that citizens were now in the American territory of New Mexico and no longer sovereign to Mexico. A few miles away is the village of San Jose on the Pecos River. There is still a handful of residents. There's even a functioning post office. But the old town is a faded and empty relic with a chapel dating to 1826 that's cast its shadow over the Santa Fe Trail, National Old Trails Road, and Route 66. The ghost towns of Route 66 are not just found on the plains of Texas or in the deserts of the southwest. They're scattered all along the highway. And one is even under the waters of Lake Springfield, near Springfield, Illinois. Cotton Hill was an early alignment of Route 66. And if you follow this road to the lake's edge, you'll be just a few hundred yards from the once bustling community of Cotton Hill. Established shortly before the Civil War, the town was large enough to warrant a post office by 1862. In the late 19th century, Godley, Mazonia, and Braysville in Illinois were coal mining boom towns. Braidwood had a population of nearly 8,000 people. Braceville had six general stores, two banks, hotels, restaurants, saloons, a bustling depot, and a business district that stretched for blocks. The bypass of Route 66 sent many small towns into a dramatic and precipitous decline. For others, it was a slow slide to abandonment and ghost town status. Avia in Missouri was a prosperous farming community on the western slopes of the Ozark Mountains when the American Civil War kicked off in 1861. Even though Governor Jackson announced that Missouri would be the 12th state to join the Confederate States of America, the folks in Avila chose allegiance to the United States. Needless to say, this led to a few skirmishes, including a battle that would culminate with the burning of nearby Carthage in 1862. The population today hovers around 100 people, a far cry from what the town was when the bank that now houses the post office was built in 1915. McLean, in the Panhandle of Texas, was the last Route 66 community bypassed in that state. Since that time, the town has been on a downward spiral with no end in sight. Recently, the long-abandoned Avion Theater was raised. The rest of that entire block, including a hotel, aren't far behind. Soon, these empty storefronts will only be remembered in sepia-toned old photographs and faded memories. In 1940, this was a town of more than 1,500 people. There was even a brassiere factory that gave the town an unofficial title as the uplift capital of Texas. That population was halved by the turn of the century and is still sliding towards zero. The sleepy village of Quibero in New Mexico is less than a wide spot in the road. Picturesque adobe ruins seem to outnumber residents, and even Route 66 enthusiasts miss this old town as it's marooned on a highway loop that was bypassed in 1937. 
If the village seems ancient, it is. No one knows exactly how old the place is, but a ranchero at this site appears on maps from the late 1790s. Kit Carson headquartered here during his campaigns against the Navajo, and the cemetery is the final resting place for a handful of Confederate soldiers. How's that for a long, colorful, and forgotten history? Guess what the oldest ghost town on Route 66 is? Here's a hint. It's located on the pre-1937 alignment of Route 66 in New Mexico. The centerpiece of the Pecos National Historic Park, near Pecos, is the ruins of a sprawling pueblo amid pinon, juniper, and ponderosa pine forest in the shadow of Sangrea de Cristo Mountains. Pueblo and Plains Indians, Spanish conquistadors and missionaries, Mexican and Anglo armies, Santa Fe Trail settlers and adventurers, tourists on the railroad, Route 66 and the National Old Trails Road, have all passed through this ancient village that dates to about the mid-1200s. By the 1400s, the Pueblo was at the center of a vast trading network, and a century later, Spanish conquistadors noted that this was the largest village encountered north of Mexico, and they estimated the population to be close to 2,000 people. Today, the picturesque ruins and scenic trails make for an ideal stop while on a Route 66 adventure. The same can be said for most ghost towns on Route 66. If you'd like to know more about these forgotten and faded places, check out our website at jimhinkleysamerica.com or grab a copy of my book, Ghost Towns of Route 66. Well, it looks like we are out of time. I want to thank you for joining us, and I hope that today's program inspired an adventure or two. And with that said, do you have any ideas for a program? If so, drop us a note. Be sure and join us next week for another episode of 10 Minutes with Jim. We'll provide, be providing more inf inspiration for road trips when we talk events and festivals, such as the Route 66 Fun Run, Chillin' on Beal, Cuba Fest, and the largest Czech festival in the world outside the Czech Republic. If you happen to be in western Arizona on the 23rd of March, I'll see you at Cool Springs. The Route 66 Association of Kingman is hosting their March meet and greet at this iconic landmark. So until we meet again, amigos, see you on the road. Adios. Come along for the ride. Jim Hinckley's America. Jim Hinckley's America.